Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. You want me to just start this thing? Let's just let's just bang it out like Gene in a orgy. Love it. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone. The Daily DVR does better call Saul. My name is Axel, and with me, of course, is my co-host. He's back. It's Heath. What's up, buddy? I'm back, baby. What's up? Star City dragged me in. They can drag me back in, but I can always drag myself out. So I'm back, baby. I love it. I love it. We are here talking about Better Call Saul Season 6, Episode 9, is it? Or is it 10 now? What are we up to? Uh, I'll nine. Out. Nine. Is it nine? Okay. I'll, well, I'll figure it out when I post the, the episode. It's either one. You're listening to it. It's nippy. It's the, ten. It's it's not it's it's the tenth episode. <laughs> I it's, <think. laughs> it's called Nippy. It was directed by the great Michelle McLaren, who we know from so many awesome TV shows. Um, and it's the Gene episode that we've been talking about, or we're in the Gene world for a full episode, black and white. I mean. This was quite an episode. I've heard it call uh, be called a reset, an epilogue, um, uh, many different things. For me, I just thought it was super interesting. I was captivated the whole time. No Kim, but uh, what did you think, Heath? To sum it all up, it was a treat, like a well-deserved treat. We've been through so much with this show. This season has been intense, slows down a bit, gets even more intense and more um, powerful and emotional. And the transformation into Saul, uh, I wasn't on the pod last week, but I felt it was so perfect. I felt Saul becoming, uh, Jimmy becoming Saul. And in that moment when Kim says, adios muchachos, no soup for you. And then we go to him with the whore in the bed and in, in, in Saul country. I was just like, oh, my God, I feel it. This was a, why I say it was a treat, because I loved having an episode like this. It kind of brought us down a little bit. It felt like now Vince Gilligan is an X-Files alum. He worked on the X-Files. and I'm, I'm sure people that work with him on Breaking Bad and Saul have had have worked on the X-Files, but it felt like when the X-Files do those fun black and white episodes where it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit, I had that same vibe, that same vibe. And I was in right away. And I, honestly, it, 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 there wasn't a lot happening, but there was, but I was just so into it. Like it was, it was really a nice treat. They, the, it was like, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, um, 
I agree. And in preparing for this podcast, I think I said to you before, I don't know. It's sometimes you enter into a podcast and you're like, there's not that much to talk about. It was such a straightforward episode. Um, but I think there is a lot to talk about and we'll get into starting with, I really loved how the opening kind of transformed into like this VHS, <laughs> like it just kind of stopped. <laughs> and then it just was like the, the VHS blue screen with the titles on it. Uh, you know, and then we open in the black and white. I think it looked amazing. Rewatching Breaking Bad, there's absolutely no question that Better Call Saul is shot with more intensity and purpose than Breaking Bad. A lot of Breaking Bad was, uh, a lot of the early Breaking Bad was almost shield style handheld. Right. And what they did in this episode with the split screens and uh, and the 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 t- intensity of when the actual uh, Cinnabon heist <laughs> takes place with <laughs> uh, not really Cinnabon, but we'll call it that. I just yeah, I, I, I like that. It was just absolutely beautifully shot. That alone was something that really, you know. Black and white just does that, doesn't it? You know, even though we we're we're all we're used to the the color talkies as they call them. Um, <laughs> there's something about black and white, and and they don't overdo it either with the shadows and everything. They're kind of mm-hmm. shooting it, and for most for the most part, they're shooting it kind of straight. You know, um, but it totally works. And man, he it's also weird to see him old and be able to say, okay, he's supposed to be old now. <laughs> right. You're hundred percent right. Axel. Cause it gene, I mean, think about everything Jimmy to Saul to gene has been through. And we, we were seeing a prequel of course, for many years. Um, and then this last season, really, you could kind of feel it, you know, getting to the next juncture in his life. But Gene, just the broken down man, he looks older. When he put that ring back on, it was like, you know, like a superhero yeah, try, yeah. coming out of retirement. Um, you felt like, and that's the thing with this episode. It, it brought me, it drew me in and I was just so into the little, and I, you know, I jotted down some of these important, important little tidbits I got from it that really made it such a fun episode. And one thing that threw me off at the beginning, and I blame this on either myself or podcasters, a lot of people knew that Carol Burnett was casted yeah. and a lot of people speculated, oh, that's got to be Kim's mom. Including me. I, I am one of the people who speculated oh, okay. this. Um, and I was very happy once again to be wrong. And for this, for I... That was fine with me. It was great that she was in the episode. It totally threw me. I think they did it kind of, I almost feel like they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it worked. I thought it worked. Yeah. You know, because I was like, oh, wait a minute. So Kim is in Omaha. I'm like, there's her mom. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's trying. And then it's, you know, the taxi cab driver's um, mom. And so I was like, oh, okay. 
And so I was thrown back and then I got into it. And then I'm just thinking, gosh, to have Carol Burnett in this show. And I'm sure it was a delight for Bob Odenkirk to have to work with the great Carol Burnett, a freaking legend. It just like makes it even more like, you know what? I love it. I mean, she's in her 80s and she still gave such a great performance. I mean, the Wisconsin, you can have your Wisconsin, you can have your cheese, your extra sharp cheddar, whatever. <laughs> like little moment, it's little moments that we've been on this journey for so long. And then we get an episode like this. And it's it, it, it some people may think it's the best episode ever. Some may be like, I don't know if they would Nikki and Paulo it. That might be going too low, but like. It, it, it was it was nice and enjoyable and we deserved an episode like this it was just so much fun and just uh i i, I just I, i'm not gonna say it's the best episode ever but like better call saul has become one of the best tv shows of all time i mean literally probably in my top 20 because i mean there's so many shows i can't knock out but like but like if if you did a separate list of visually and filmmaking if you know different character it's one of the best i mean this is like we talked about how it's like a film school it's like advanced film school but it's just if, if you're thinking about shooting a film or something watch this series and you can steal so much uh oh, yeah it's amazing stuff dude. it's beautiful two quick points jeff mm-hmm. who is the the cab driver was originally played by an actor named don harvey who was much bigger. He had kind of an accent, if you remember. He gave it a little Mm -hmm. different character. That was a different guy. He wasn't available to play the role because he was on HBO's We Own This City. Oh, yes. So they brought in a different guy named Pat Healy, and they recast the role. So if that, it took me uh, a little bit to figure that out, and then I thought that the younger, bigger guy was the guy from the beginning, but then I just let go of it. And I just said to myself, who cares? They probably recast it. And I just didn't care. But he was much more menacing. Um, Mm. And so I think that they did. I do. That's not. There's nothing they can do about that. And they recast it properly for what the role ended up being. Right. Because this guy played it like a guy who. Saul could immediately flip, right? Like there was yeah. no question. I never felt like he wasn't in control the entire time until he hit his head. I felt like <laughs> he's he's at the top of his game right here. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been charging up his superpowers. Um yep. but it was a different guy. So I thought it did come off a little bit different in the beginning. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I didn't know that until I read some things after. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, the cab driver. And I didn't, I didn't quite, but I did feel the cab driver would have been the original um, cab driver um, did seem a little more menace. Like it, it, he would have wanted a quick payday. And yes. this one, he just kind of, it seemed more of a mama's boy and someone yeah. more to manipulate. Uh, so, you know, it worked out great, but, but Hey, I mean, they're doing prequels where they're older. You just got to kind of, it happens, yeah, like you said. You got to, it, it. It, you know, Dario 2.0 in exactly. Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was one of the biggest switches. Exactly. You know? Another thing I wanted to point out is that this is the first episode this season that is not, does not follow the this and that name format. Like the, like then they were called point and shoot fun in games right. every episode. And then this is called nippy. 
Uh, so this is a singular title. And I think that that is very interesting because it kind of, it speaks metaphorically to what's happening on the show where it's, we really had always this kind of bifurcated show of like the Saul stuff and then like the Mike Gus stuff, right? Saul and Kim, Mike and right. Gus. And now it's just uh, Gene. So they just name it one thing. Now, let me ask you this. When you, we saw the whole Cara Burnett thing. The whole mm-hmm. time I'm just enjoying it when she's at the store. I'm enjoying it. I'm thinking this is funny. This is great. Reminded me a little bit of the wrestler, right? Because they're in yes. like a store. Which, <laughs> by the way, the wrestler was shot in an Acme supermarket in New Jersey that I actually trained at to <laughs> to work at Acme. For podcasting? No. Oh, oh. No. Well, it was part of my training. But I actually okay. trained at that. So I spent like a week working at that one from the wrestler. Um, but anyway, long story short, um, once uh, you see him putting up the 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 uh, missing dog signs, what was your first reaction to that? <laughs> you know, I, hey, it's Gene. I really didn't have. Um, I didn't have any reaction, um, but you're going to tell me what I should. <laughs> no, no. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering how, cause it, it did hit me immediately. He's pulling a scam. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. That's, I knew. Yeah. No, I knew that right away. That's what I thought. I, and so, so I saw wouldn't be, Saul wouldn't be putting up signs for a dog. I don't believe he owns. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> okay. I knew there was some sort of scam coming. And yes, the reason I why I wanted to say that is because that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about this episode is there was no waiting, right? This was a rocket ship. They didn't try to hide that he was running a scam. As soon as you saw him, you knew he was pulling a scam on her. You knew that he pushed the snow and made it hard for her to go off the curb, right? <laughs> of like, course. You knew everything immediately, and they didn't try to hide it. And I think that that is a testament to when you make such a big change and you finally go to the Gene stuff, and you know the crowd and the weirdos that we all are loving this show and Breaking Bad and all that, to have the confidence to say, fuck it, we're not going to try to pretend. We're not going to build up to the scam. You're going to know it in pretty much immediately, you know? And even if you didn't, as soon as the he comes home, you see it's the cab, even though it's a different dude, it clicks, right? Right. Uh, so I just I just wanted to call that out is as I was watching it, I think it's okay, it's good. Like I appreciated that they didn't try to build something up and that the tension that comes from this episode is the actual heist. Like it was just a straight up heist episode. And I I love the simplicity of it and that they didn't try to fool us or pull something. I was even thinking at the very end when he's going through the clothes and he, and he kind of puts that outfit together that looks very Saul Goodman like, right. Kind Uh of would match the ring very well. I thought that when he walked away that Kim was going to walk up and look at it and go, oh, interesting. Like, <laughs> and then, or he was going to see her or something. But then I like that they didn't do that. I just yeah. really appreciated 
how it was such a simple story. And it's like, no matter what, no matter how much time has passed, no matter how much bullshit he's been through, no matter how much trouble he's in, this is who this motherfucker is. Like yep. he can help, but do this shit. He loves it. Oh, I know. Um, and, and I think that does that answer my question for you, Axel? Um, what should we get out of this episode? What was this episode for? And I think you just answered it. Yeah, I think it is. It's just like we, we debated back and forth. We didn't get to talk about it last week, but we always debated. Is Jimmy bad for Kim? Is Kim bad for Jim? You're like, they're both bad for each other. And then that's what exactly. it was. And she just walked away. I think it's very, this is a very simple I felt like this was almost like a Mando like episode where like Mando learns to ride the creature or something. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> very almost childlike in it's like a, a like a fable, like a myth, the myth, the myth of Gene or something, you know, everything right. to the security guards, the way he always endangered himself in order to pull off a heist that was always part of the heist. Because he wants yep. that danger. We covered Mindhunter. We know there's a pathology behind that. We all do it ourselves, too, in our own lives, you know? I think that um, just down the line, it was such a such a beautiful and simple episode that just basically was communicating to us, hey, this is the guy you've been watching. He is. He loves this shit. And do I think, to, furthermore... Do I think that he pulled off this scam to get this guy off his back? Hell no. He pulled no. off the scam because he wanted to pull off a scam. He had probably been thinking about that. He obviously had been thinking about it probably the whole time he was there. Day one. Robin. Day one. <laughs> day one when he was going on his little lunches, yep. his lunch breaks and doing his thing. He is so bored. And that's Jimmy, a.k.a. Saul Goodman him sitting around at Cinnabon working and going home. I mean, down to him watching the tapes of his old commercials early on like that. He had this in mind and Definitely. he saw an opportunity that it gave him a reason. Like someone, you know, recognize him, gave him a reason to then become, you know, like, cause he even calls him was thinking about running away again. He's like, nah, not running anymore. Uh, you know, and, this this episode actually had me laughing like crazy, like a few some a couple of the moments. One when he's got the he's got the makeshift mall. He's taped up and he's got and he's got the cab driver running like grabbing like it just cracked me up. I thought it was funny. I mean, this guy is out of breath. He's just moving around like a hobbit, and he's just like, oh my god! I just was cracking up every time. And, like, and dude, it was hilarious. And the way that he was repeating what he was saying, right? <laughs> like he's going two Air Jordans for blah 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 blah. Two yeah. jackets, blah 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 blah. Right? Like silky four, shirts. Four is a, yeah, like five he, silky shirts. It or whatever, was, yeah. But it was also it was so much like when um Jimmy was directing the commercials, right? And like, yes. like you know, yes. he, it's I think that there's like a secret in this show is that they think secretly he would have been a great director or filmmaker. 
and they, you know, because there's always the thing you and I know that there's like the old adage, uh, all, all like artists that they always say, ah, if I didn't do this, I'd probably be robbing banks or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, I'd right, right. Because be, this is the reason why it's so meta uh, and it's so much about process because filmmaking is solving problems and it's oh, and in solving those problems, the moral uh, there's always a kind of uh, moral grayness. Like, how long do we need this location for? You know, when will you be done? In 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's always that kind of, like, stealing shots and this feeling of that filmmaking in itself is a heist, is a grand heist of, of recreating a stealing of reality and reframing it the way you want. And that's the way this whole episode comes up. We didn't even mention that uh, the security guard, what's his name? Frank is the guy from um, uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, what, what, what guy? From, oh, really? Yeah, the big guy who's eaten the Cinnabon oh. the whole Oh, uh, he was time. great. Yeah, he's the yeah, dude from Parks great. and Rec what, with a Gary, th- or they keep on call, giving him the wrong name on Parks and Rec. So right. I can't remember his name. But, but before we get there, I just want to say like to, to the question, what we got from this episode. One thing I've learned up to this point, Jimmy, Jimmy McGill is Jimmy McGill. He becomes Saul to um, distract himself from everything that happened leading up to that. And he brought on this Saul persona in order to cope and with all the crap he's been through in order to just get away and not think of Kim, not think of, you know, Nacho's dead, not think on, you know, Lalo and, yes. and everyone. And then he becomes, even though he becomes Gene, he comes, Jimmy is his real persona. Like, I, I think Saul is like a stopgap, but he's, he's Jimmy. And it was a slip in, you know, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel the way they made this was Saul was a temporary way to get by and to deal with all the bullshit. Right. And he got lost in it and he had to, because once he starts thinking about stuff, he has to, you know, and, you know, and I'm thinking too, as Gene, I mean, he can't go back to, I guess, to Saul Goodman. I mean, he knows the law and stuff, but like he became Jimmy again. And, you know, so it's interesting now that we have all this information and seen his life played out, it's really interesting. I mean, because even when he goes down, when he's talking to the security guard about, you know, his brother, he has no family, even though he was distracting him, I think it really hit him at oh, that yes. time. He, you know, I think that he was, I think that a part of Jimmy too is he purposefully tries to get himself in danger. He pushes the limits but he, above all else, is in love with human interaction. And mm-hmm. even when he's scamming someone, he gets to know them. <laughs> I mean, right, look at right. all the work he put in to becoming a fan of football. So oh, Nebraska. I was so excited. That was just crazy the way he came back and you see him sitting on his Cinnabon break. And look how hard he works at Cinnabon. They're like, Gene, you going to take a break? You know, he's such a hard worker. He really, it's just, he's attracted to doing things that have this rush and he just loves doing it, but he still gets to know 
uh, Frank, right? He still forms this bot. By the time he's just walking in there and he's got the routine down, Pat, it's, oh, not, it's, great. it's not fake. I think he no. really enjoyed those guys. That was part of like getting the band back together. He's got his crew. He's got his mark. He feels comfortable in this situation. Um, I just thought, yeah, the whole thing, man, with him eating this little oh, little bite by bite. And when he first timed it, that was great, too, about it. They They didn't. It was, in a sense, a microcosm of the first part of the season of the Howard Con, right? Mm-hmm. because yeah. in that one though they kept on rolling it out without telling us in this one as soon as he we know exactly what he's doing right and then right. when he has him running through the field <laughs> with the freaking speaker i thought it was oh my we god knew exactly what he was doing so it was just like he was we're watching him in his natural habitat and it really leaves a question in life which is he really needs, like, what do you do with a person like Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. What what kind of, what what job could he have that he could get off on this stuff but not break the law? And I don't know if there is one. You know what I mean? Like, I just right. think this is who he is. And it's like we, we're covering Westworld and there's these people, that these outliers who just act differently. And he's one of them. He's just an outlier. And mm. this, no matter what, he would be attracted to a life like this. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because when he started talking Nebraska football and they were talking about Taylor Martinez and I'm like, oh man, I know exactly what time frame of Nebraska football. And then they brought up Bo Pelini, the coach. And like, and, and I just brought me back to that time. And then when he does his homework and he talks about the nineties and brings up Tommy Frazier and, and, you know, I was just like, Oh my God, I was just so like, it just, it was awesome for me. Funny, he has a man. huge football. That does give us a I just enjoyed it, was, it. What's the time period? Like 2010 to 13 around then. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I'm thinking, where Taylor Martinez was a freshman. Yeah, it might have been 09, 2010. I, for some reason, 08's okay. in my head, but that might be a little too that's soon. I've read that it's around that time period that that's when yeah. they're playing, which makes sense because it's after it, but it, it's not so far removed from Breaking Bad. It's after, right, but it's right. not like 30 years, you know, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. 10, 20 years. It's a couple years or something, right? Or within, a yeah, yeah. Yeah, within a year or two, um, which was great because, you know, they put that in there. I mean, you talk about when you talk about Nebraska, if you're not going to talk about the College World Series, you have to talk about Cornhusker football. So I'm glad they did that. But, you know, what's funny I, with the heist, like I'm rooting for these guys so much. Like, I don't want him to get caught. I was like, like, I was afraid when he on heist day <laughs> that the security guard eating so many Cinnabons was going to have a heart attack or wasn't on duty yeah. oh, or something like, like with Howard. Right. Like that's the right. thing is it's just like with Howard, what happened? It's so weird. And I think there's a, there's a message here is like, remember when Lalo shot Howard and his jaw hit the side of the table? And this mm-hmm. guy hits his head. It's like, it's always those unintended consequences, like those things that pop up that you just can't control when you get involved with something like that. You take responsibility. But I was worried they were going to get caught and I wanted him not to get caught. But 
I was, yeah. were you ever worried about Jimmy? Because even if they caught the guy there, they didn't catch Jimmy. He had nothing to do with it. Right. That, you know, that's true. That is true. I mean, I, would they have been smart enough? I don't think to, so. To, to put it, probably not because it was a long con. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and if it was too quick, then, because even, uh, Lady Soul and I were watching the episode. She was watching because she doesn't really watch Better Call Saul, but she kind of got intrigued by it and just watched it with me. Um, and she's like, um, "Like, oh, I just lost my train of thought." But it was, oh, it was just like, w- would he go back and still bring them Cinnabon after the heist just to keep it going? And I'm like, "Yeah, I would do yes. that. I would do that too. You can't just cut it off." But when 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 the when the cab driver slips, I just I belted out a laugh. I don't know. It just, for me was hilarious. Like it just, of course that would happen. It was just hilarious. And it just, this episode just got me. And, and, you know, and at first I'm like Cinnabon, Oh, I could go for one of those by the, like the 20th (laughs) one he brings. I'm like, Oh God, stomach. I know too. They, that's how they're so brilliant. Like to just sticking with that shot. Not just doing it once, but keep on going back to it and keep on showing them flipping it over, right? Yeah, and getting he eats the half and then flips and, it. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was fucking brilliant, man. Oh, Dude, they're wanna... so good at those details. Oh, um, speaking of a detail, uh, Stanley Kubrick fans will have noticed that when the manager of the department store calls Jimmy about the truck and the delivery, which that whole thing was brilliant too. Uh, And I thought it was weird the way the guy went and hid in the bathroom, not back in the box. I thought he would have just got back in the box, but maybe it's too, there was no room. Oh, there's no no room. room. That's you're absolutely right. All the stuff. Cause I can't believe, I couldn't believe how many times he was going back. I'm like, no, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) But when he called her, he said that what they were, the part that he needed to get, was a AE35 unit and that is from 2001 that's the unit that fails oh, uh, the, the communications the part of the communication satellite in 2001 that fails that sends them outside of your the all-time ship. favorite movie yeah. still your all-time favorite so, movie so and they did that on purpose trust me they love Kubrick of course. And, and actually a lot of this there is a lot of the killing uh, which is a great Kubrick film if people are fans in this movie with the w- shot of the watch and the food eating. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of shots. And if it hadn't been like three or four years since I seen The Killing, I'd be able to pick up more. But there was a lot of stuff like that from there. Um, but to get back to what we were saying about Jimmy, it is a great plan when you think about it because he would not have gotten in trouble but they they assume all the risk. So his eventual thing that he pulls on them where he's like, yeah, I really did this because now it's assured mutual self-destruction, right? Like nuclear packs mm-hmm. where now I have the nuclear information against you. You have it against me because I'm in no way connected to all the shit you did. You can't connect me to it. Right. You know, giving someone a Cinnabon, there's no, what else are you going to say that I planned how long he was going to eat it? No one would ever believe you. Right. So it was super smart in that sense. But what made it even more super smart is, of course, like we said, the fact that that's not really why he did it. (laughs) He did it because he could get off on it. 
and it, it yeah. brought back excitement to him. Uh, now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is that it for Gene? Are we, are we, what are we doing? We got three episodes left. Yeah. You know, I expected to kind of end with Gene. Yeah. Um, I'm interested if they go back and then go back to Gene, maybe one more episode or something. Uh, I think it could, it could end that way. It, I mean, with the shirt and the tie and he's like, you know, just kind of getting his way back. But I, I, I gotta believe there's another Gene episode coming. I, I, you know what, Heath, this is, really- you don't think so. I just don't know because I find this to be really strange. Like we wanted them to kind of, we, and we had not, maybe not wanted, but we had kind of predicted and said, and a lot of people did, okay, you know, maybe the Lalo storyline is going to come to a close. And then once it went past the break, we thought, oh, it's going to be the rest of the season. And then it was one episode, right? Right. They're jumping so quickly. I almost feel like, if they came next, if next episode, they were like, surprise, that was the last episode. Let's have a yeah. reunion with all the people. And you could just watch three <laughs> episodes of us talking about Better Call Saul. I'd almost be like, OK, that's like I, I it's I've, I don't know if I've ever felt this way before, where literally I would have been happy if that was the finale of the of the whole thing, because I think it spoke to our central character so uniquely and directly that, you know, it it said what it needs to be said. So honestly, I kind of feel like we're getting like three bonus episodes because I could totally write a paper or argue on a podcast, which we're on right now, live kid show that, um, (laughs) this was the end of the series. Like they properly ended the stuff in Albuquerque they properly gave Jimmy his El Camino, right? Yeah. What else yeah. do you have to do? And and it's almost like, okay, it, it's almost like they've ended it right here. And the like you said, the three bonus episodes, let's have fun. Let's see what we can do. Maybe they go when Jimmy's 80 years old and he's pulling, <laughs> pulling, he's pulling pranks and, and a freaking, you know, a I car wash. I, I mean, it. yeah. I could, could see you have, could you have old Jesse Pinkman and him reminiscent? I, you know, I don't know. They can do whatever the fuck they want because they, they, they've, they've allowed it. They, they, they've, I mean, this episode, we, we never thought going into better call saw that we were going to get post breaking bad. I mean, I had no idea Then when they did, it was like, wait a minute. And then, so it, it's just bonus. It, and if it ended with him doing one last scam just to show he could yeah. still do it and, and leaving the shirt and tie there, like, hey, you know, and I'm going, I'm cool. You know, I may do this from time to time. This is my new life. I still got some money put away, hopefully. You know, maybe I'll do more scams. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get caught. Maybe I won't. Hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I've lived a good life. And And as far as the Kim stuff goes, I'm happy with that, too. She made her decision, right? And it was the right one. So I don't, that's why I'm like a little bit kind of, I like I said, I don't know if I ever felt this way about the end of a series before, especially in this modern great TV era. I don't know what we call it, the golden whatever jubilee, whatever it is now. Golden jubilee. We're thinking 20 years into it, but yeah. Um, 
I don't know because it's like the you know think of when you think about the end of other great series it, and even like including Breaking Bad, it was like right to the end. You know, even though a lot of people say like kind of Ozymandias is kind of like the last episode of Breaking Bad and the other right. thing is like kind of a coda for reclaiming Walt in some way, but I think it still fit. In this sense, though, they already did that. We saw it. That was this was Gene. We had talked about it and they fulfilled it. They really fulfilled it. They showed us in that whole world for over an hour, and it was fantastic. It spoke to everything that the clothes that that leaving the the tie and the shirt on the rack is such a callback to so many other shots. It's a callback to Gus in a way. It's a callback to everything, right? It it mm-hmm. really is so meaningful that I'd kind of I just I don't know where they could go. Um I mean they could go we could go back again. We saw a little bit of of Saul in the end of the last episode. One thing that I think we had talked a little bit about is maybe they do an episode where we kind of go through all of Breaking Bad, but from Saul's perspective. Right. There could be added things. And and I almost right, feel like exactly Axel, that fill in the blanks. And but, we, like we see Kim. Oh my God. She was there the whole time. We just didn't see her in Breaking yeah, Bad. Or and, something, you know? and that's the thing when lost, I want to go to lost a little bit real quick just because I got some thoughts here. Like when Lost tried to do that, like Boone stole the water with her. It was like, oh God. Like, you know, with, you know, but it's almost like if it's like they ended it here, we're satisfied. And if they give us that, it's just like bonus stuff for us. And I, I wouldn't get mad at the series for doing that because I feel they've already finished it. Maybe, you know, I would like to see a Gene and a Kim get together in this timeline. I really would like that. Um, but, I would too, but I'm okay they if they don't, but, though. Exactly. I'm okay if they don't because they're poison for each other, no matter what age, <laughs> and you know, I unless would, they're really old. And and for so, once in my life and our life of covering shows, Heath, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I'm sometimes happy when they don't show it to us, when they li- leave it, exactly. leave a character to the imagination. See, and why I say lost, because what if in lost, I mean, we've probably talked about this. I don't know. But when Juliet, the end of season five spoilers for lost, uh, you know, hits the nuclear bomb or whatever, and it resets. And if we just saw them on the plane and it didn't crash and it ended, would have that been a a good enough ending? Um, You know, I don't know. You know, and then season six had great things and then it had flash sideways and it pissed people off and it got too complicated. Yeah, a lot of great podcasts. It was fun <laughs> while we were analyzing. We have like no sound and we're analyzing from a guy's hotel room uh, in Hawaii filming the, the, the you know, the the premiere. Um, you know, I mean, I, personally, I, I mean, I love the on island stuff in the last season of Lost. The flash sideways is a little weird, even though it was fun. And then I did enjoy the finale a lot. Um, but like, had it ended with Juliet resetting it, would that have been enough? Like, and I almost feel like Saul has reset, Jimmy has reset with a scam. Hey, I could still do this. I'm gonna go on and live my life. And 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 if an opportunity comes up, maybe you know, maybe yeah. I will, maybe I won't. You know, that this made me happy. Yeah. Uh so um you know, that, that's what I'm saying is sometimes shows go on too long. Uh, Better Call Saul, I believe, did not. 
but we have three bonus episodes. And if they do do a, a breaking bad fill in the blanks episode, you know what? Bring it on. They, they have so much cred with us and they've, and they've ticked technically ended the show perfectly with three more episodes. It's not going to ruin the show for me. I'm actually probably going to enjoy it because I got so much out of this. Yeah. It was, it, we're not waiting for the end of Lalo. Now we're not waiting for how he became Saul and what was the, the, the you know, Love the it. tipping point. We don't have anything really other than a possible gin and Gene and Kimmy a reunion, which may maybe shouldn't happen. So <laughs> we have, so, you know, I don't remember a show, you know what, this is the thing. And I'll leave it with this. We, so many people put so, you know, as fans and as we put so much in the series finale, right? We put so much. And if the series finale isn't perfect, a lot of people are like, oh, the show sucked. Uh, we waited all this, that breaking uh, better call Saul did it differently. They pretty much ended it with three left. So you can pick and choose almost when it ends. Right. Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, they could have ended the series the finale. Episode. Doesn't matter. You know, like they really series finale. Yeah. Cause series. I'm, I'm sorry, Axel series finale could be in 2002 for all we know, you know, so it doesn't, you know, they, with the time thing, they actually have a luxury of, it, the show could have ended this past week in the, in the, in the linear timeline. Who knows? It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and I think that it's pretty smart and yeah, I just keep on thinking about the way even the last episode could have been the end. This could be the end yeah. where they do another <laughs> one that could be, the, I, there is a sense too, though, that they may never come back to this world, right? So it's not just the Better Call Saul series finale. It's the Breaking Bad Albuquerque universe right. finale. Right. So I think that in a sense, if they do tie it back, if they kind of, this kind of ends Jimmy's, like it being about Jimmy and the next couple episodes or whatever. How many episodes? Are there two or three episodes? Three left. left. There's three left. If the three left are about really the world in general, um, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I guess I'm just okay with anything because yeah, we could we could get an episode actually with no Saul, like that you said, would be pretty fun. An Albuquerque How about an episode thing? of just Mike and his granddaughter or something like missing just, or yeah, you know or watching Paw Patrol or something, you know. <laughs> Oh, hey, Pop Show wasn't around. Who know? I mean, they are fucking nuts. Maybe we get a post El Camino Jesse shows up. You know what I'm saying? And we see something happen with him. You know, I mean, exactly. I, I don't know. They it really, I really feel like there's not much wrong that they could do, and that um, we mentioned really quick. We mentioned kind of briefly, but I but before I forget. The scene when he is trying to get him not to look at the screen and he's like, look at me, look at me. And he talks about his <laughs> yeah. dead brother and he's really crying. And he's, uh, I felt like that too was such a beautiful coda, such a beautiful epilogue to everything he went through. It's like, okay, he knows what happened, right? Like right, it showed right. a presence where we it gave us another reason there to kind of 
root for him a little bit, you know, that he was ha- even mm-hmm. though the moment was where he was conning someone, but Hey, that's who the guy is. Hey, um, we like that. Yeah. There were just so many instances where I felt like this was such a perfect kind of end that I'm happy going into next week. I didn't watch the preview. I just, as soon as it was over, I was like, okay, it's over. I'm not, they're not showing much. They're not showing anything. So don't worry. We'll see what happens in the next episodes. I will say for the record, I don't need to see Kim again. I don't need or think that they need to do anything. And I am complete agreement with you that we're just getting three episodes of fun and let's see what they do. I'm, I'm in for the ride, but I can't, I can't, shake the feeling that I kind of feel like they did end the story. Now, definitely we could go back to Gene and he's, he walk, turns around, walks up and picks up that, that shirt and that tie, right? And he comes (laughs) the next day and the next day and he looks at it again and again until he finally buys it. And then, you know, next thing you know, he's running a little, another little scam or getting into it. But, with only that many episodes to go, how much more can you show? You know what I mean? Like how much more can you develop a whole world, a new gene world did a pretty good job in this episode. So yeah, I'm ready for whatever direction they take us. in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, even if, even if it's a little shot of gene running into, or now gene Saul again or whatever, running into Kim and hi, <laughs> like, like want to grab coffee? I don't know. Like it doesn't matter, or we may not get anything. It they they've already ended it in my book, so this they could do anything they want, and it's like choose your own ending. It seems like they're doing with these final four episodes. So I, this is great. I don't remember a show ever doing this. They had the luxury; they're smart enough to do this. And w- w- I, the series finale, I'm not putting so much into it. Like, I'm just going to enjoy the episode. Yeah. I don't have to put pressure on this has got to blow me out of the water because they've already done that yeah. this season. That's true. You man. know, that's true. It, this is an amazing experience. Like, I, I've never with the show ever gone through something like this. It, it just it, it does show so much confidence and so much trust in the not in what they're writing, their vision, the actor. I mean, let's just say also, this was an amazing performance by Bob Odenkirk. Oh my gosh. He was yes. just fantastic. He's what, he's what made the heist so awesome is watching his face and way he's kind of looking around. Uh, oh, the guy's name was Jerry in, in parks and rec Je- Jerry's like body and kind of looking at him while he's eating the Cinnabon. Right, fantastic acting, man. This was a great episode, and also shout out to Sammy Hagar, baby. Yeah, like a little Sammy Hagar in there. I can't drive fifty-five. Yeah, man. And a shout out to Ricky to Ricky Martin. Oh wait, Cinnabon, Cinnabon, Bon, Cinnabon, Bon, baby. Oh, 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 actually, no. he's just been in the news. Oh, like, right. I better yeah. know. Maybe not a shout out to him. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll not a shout out. Just, uh, well, back back then, I think he was, uh, oh, God, I don't know. All right, bad, bad, bad take on Anyway, we'll keep it moving. But um, Cinnabon, bon, Cinnabon, bon. Just a, a fantastic episode. We'll be back next week. We'll be recording a little bit late because Heath is going on 
Hey, uh, go see the family, Becky. Finally, uh, had to unfortunately change plans this summer to go to my mother-in-law's funeral. So now we're finally going to see my family. Uh, so we're, we're taking, you know, uh, taking a week just to go see my nieces and my family and, uh, spend some time with them. So, um, that little, you know, little, nice little quick vacation just to, to, to like spend it. some time with the fam, you know, Becky's before Becky's. star city stuff gets crazy and the world of t- and house of dragons. And we got, yep. got to what guys watch Tokyo vice. We just finished it. Nice. Fantastic. Great right. show. Yeah. Great show. I like, Hey, Keith, have you started watching Blackbird on Apple TV yet? Not yet. I am going to, I'm, I'm saving it like a fine bottle of wine, Axel. I am I'm going to, I'm telling you, man, this is like a I secret know. awesome show that's on. And once you watch it, you're going to be like, this is awesome. It's, a oh, really I know. I, show. I, it's going to be like my, my mid August, like preseason football's happening. I'm like, God, I want the season to start. Let me blackbird it and get, yeah. help me pass the time. So I like it. All right. Well, this has been fun talking <laughs> to everybody. Oh, sorry. All um, right. I wish you well. Yeah. So we won't record until Thursday. So you won't hear that pod until probably late Thursday night, Friday morning, but you'll have a couple days to listen to it before the next episode. Um, and we'll probably, yeah, and then we'll be back on track. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be back on track for the final, after that, the final two, we'll get them earlier in the week. Uh, luckily this is ending before house of the dragon. So you can actually have a little break. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, but it's like Westworld goes right up to the end too. And then oh, so a lot of podcasts coming up. We appreciate everybody listening. We did get an email from Reginald. Sorry. We didn't get to it this week, pal. Um, we're just kind of cruising through this one. I'm still recording <laughs> from my son's room because it's like 107 degrees in Portland. And I, uh, I got to wrap this up, turn the air conditioner back on. Uh, so I don't melt like Sammy Hagar going supersonic speeds, baby, bringing it back to the pod. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to Reginald next week. Yes. We'll promise Reginald because he's our number one emailer. Yeah, we appreciate it, buddy. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. DVRpodcast.com. Peace out. Cinnabon two for one this Saturday. All right. That was awesome. Solo.